0: chapter 12 yeah we're in the middle of our uh, of our softball season right now and uh, we have uh, one guy on our team he's sort of like I, ca- I guess sort of like a, the Swiss army knife of softball players he uh, I was talking to him the other night and he can play like any position uh, I think the only thing I think he even pitched once I think he pitched well, he's, he's He's not like the strongest pitcher on the team, but he can pitch and he can catch. And then he's played every other, every other position, which is pretty cool. But, you know, there's really not that many players like that that can play like every position. And normally what you have is, is you have on a team, you have on a team, you have, you, have, you know, different strengths and, and different uh, um, uh, places where you can do, you know, the best to help your team. And so you'll have someone that's, you know, that's really uh, uh, fast and has some range in, um, in the field. You put them out in the outfield, put them out in the center field, you know, so they can f- uh, shag all the fly balls out there. Um, and uh, if you have, uh, you know, someone like, like me over the years, I was, you know, a, 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 a bigger uh, target that didn't have uh, – at the age I started playing softball, um, I think I was in my 40s already, so I didn't have the athleticism that I had when I was younger, you know, so they stuck me at first base. They're like, you're tall, you're a big target, just stand there and try to catch the ball, you know. So I'd, uh, and, you know, so everybody's kind of, you find the strengths of, uh, of each player and you plug them in where, you know, where that would fit the best. And you put all that together and it makes a team, right? Uh, I remember the Yankees used to have, a, I can't remember his name now, uh, probably one of my sons could, I think it was for the Yankees. He was like, he was really, really fast, really fast, just a little guy. He couldn't hit worth beans. Um, and so, what they would do is they would, they would put him in as a pinch runner at the end of the game when they needed to get somebody in score, scoring position. And that was his whole role on the team. But I was thinking about it, you know, if everybody was just like that little mini Mike guy, I mean, if everybody on the team was like that, like that, well, you know, then nobody would ever get on for him to be able to pinch, run, to run the bases for, right? Because he, could, he couldn't really catch up to a fastball. And, uh, I, you know, I guess once in a while, you know, the blind squirrel finds a nut. But, that, you know, he, he just wasn't a major league hitter, really, but he could run, man. The guy could run. So if they got him on as a pinch runner, he was pretty much guaranteed to steal the base to get him in scoring position, right? And uh, so it's just thinking about the different aspects on, on, on teams. Whatever the type of team you're talking about, um, you know, everybody needs to, to just – it's not a comparison thing. Everybody finds the niche – that fits them the best, and then they do the best at that in order to have, you know, one for all and all for God sort of approach. And that's what it's talking about here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you look down at verse 12, it says, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, have been all made to drink into one spirit. So, you know, in Christ, that's the great equalizer. We're all in the body of Christ. It's all, it's all in Christ. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, the one that's, he's the one that's great, right? Jesus is great. We get to be a part of the team. And uh, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is that there to, therefore uh, not of the body? What a silly thing. I mean, for the hand to compare itself to the foot or vice versa, two totally different functions. I mean, there's, I've seen a few people that can walk on their hands. Um, it looks kind of funny. It's not, it's, not, it's not really normal. Your head's too close to the ground. You know, you hit a lot of obstacles uh, eventually, right? Um, but it's, it's kind of it's cool to see somebody do that. But they'll never be, you know, the fastest person on their hands will never be as agile, as fast as the fastest person on their feet, right? They won't be as nimble, okay? And the same thing for the, uh, um, for the feet to compare themselves to the hands. You know, I grew up in a, in a, a, a soccer-playing um, country. And uh, there, you know, they, everything, the, the ball is all played with their feet, and they don't want to use their hands, right? They don't want to use their hands. And uh, here we have a lot of sports that you play with their hands. And so you can always tell the gringos when they go to these places and try to play soccer because every time the ball comes near them in the air, what do they want to do? They want to stick their hand out and touch it, right? Well, that's, that's an infraction, right? That's a, uh, that's a violation. The other team, you can't touch it with your hands. If you touch it in a certain box with your hands, then there's going to be a penalty kick. Um, so, you know, just different nuances there. But look, the hands are great. The feet are great, but they serve different functions. They serve different functions. And try doing everything you do with your hands, with your feet. Um, I guess there's been a couple of people that, you know, if they're born without hands, right, and they become very adept with their feet because they didn't have hands. But if you have hands and feet, that's better. That is better. That's, uh, that's, uh, that is uh, by God's design, um, generally speaking. And so it goes on to talk about that there and, uh, you know, how silly we are sometimes in, in the comparison game. And then verse number 16, If the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is there therefore not the body? If the whole, and i use a little humor here, if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? Can you imagine that? Just a giant eyeball sitting there. I mean, could see like nobody's business. Right? But it doesn't serve a lot of purpose just sitting there. I mean, you see so you can go places and do things, right? Um, not so you can just I got really good sight, but I just sit in the same place all the time and can't even move. Well, that's pretty limited, you know? And, uh, and, and, and so it's just, it's just uh, it's putting some imagery out there for us. Um, <clears throat> uh, if the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing, because the eye can't hear and ears can't see. If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? I mean, I, I, I like to have all those senses. You don't know how much you appreciate those senses until they're gone. I guess through some of the, you know, some of the uh, latest, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the diseases and stuff, they're, they're, they're bouncing around. Sometimes people lose their, their sense of taste. And uh, I've done that a couple times for short periods of time. But for prolonged periods of time, when you lose your ability to taste, that's, that's a bummer. You know, <laughs> it really is. When you can't, uh, you can't smell or, or, or taste, you realize how great that was. And, you know, the ear can't taste anything. But I do appreciate my hearing, right? My eye can't sniff things, but I sure like to see. And, uh, and so all of those components are what go into a body. That's why it's called a body, right? Um, the church is not called a body part. It's called a body And uh, under the headship of, of, of Jesus Christ. And so, verse 18, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. And so when we wish that we were somebody else, or like somebody else, or like another body part, then we're really, by what the Bible says here, we're criticizing God's job performance. Because he made you the way that he made you. With the gifts that you have to serve the function that he wants you to function, then to find joy and fulfillment in that function. Not comparing yourself to you know, what the other um, body parts may have as their function. Because it's all important within the body. Um, <clears throat> verse 19, if they, they were all one member, where were the body? That's no longer a body. But now are they many members, yet one body. And so that body works together. That body works in cohesiveness and, and functioning as, as one unit in order to accomplish things. The eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Right? It, uh, in fact, it's, it's almost, I mean, it's very well known. You have hand-eye, what? Coordination. Right? You want, and if you don't have much hand-eye coordination, it's harder to get things done. Okay, swing that hammer, right? Without having very good hand-eye coordination, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to you're going to end up having, uh, you know, your, your thumbnail fall off in a few weeks, right? That's what usually happens. Okay, and uh, so hand-eye coordination is is it's it's a it's a good thing, and and so it's all it's all important. It works uh, together. Um, <clears throat> Verse 21, the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Uh, nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary, and the members of the body which uh, uh, think to be less honorable. That which is honored is usually that which is, is seen out in the open, right? We see it, it's honored, it's visible, okay? Okay. Um, and, and sometimes we think, well, you know, those, those body members that are more out in front and everybody notices, they're the more, you know, they're, they're the more important parts of the body. But think about, think about uh, uh, body parts. Think about the body parts you can't see, like your heart and your liver and your lungs, Right? They're not front and center as far as what everyone notices, <laughs> but they're vitals. They're called vital organs, right? And that's the way it is in, in the body of Christ as well. Uh, you know, there, there, there's, there's people within our church that, that just do things you don't even, you don't even really notice and, and a lot of times they're not even really mentioned all that much. You know, like a lawnmower doesn't just show up here every week and just mow the lawn by itself, right? Right? But a lot of times, we, I mean, we might not even notice who mows the lawn. But we would notice if it kind of became a jungle around here, right? We'd notice then. Um, and uh, there's just things that, that happen. And, uh, and everybody, look, everybody can't serve the same function. And, and she hates it that when I point around. I'm going to do it morning and evening this evening. But, like, right, you know, in our church right now, uh, uh, Meg is, does a lot. She does a lot. I promise I won't say anything about it for, like, Two years, Meg, okay? Or a couple weeks or something like that. But uh, Meg does a lot. And she's... Uh, and, and but look, if everybody was trying to do what Meg is doing, that would be a really strange church. Let's say that when we had this event over here, we had a lot of guests yesterday on, on our property, right? And uh, during the time after the celebration of life for, for Randy, we had a lot of guests over there, Okay it was important that there be people from our church out there interacting with those guests, welcoming them, finding out who they were, touching, you know, connecting with them. If everybody in the church was trying to be in the, in the kitchen getting things done, you know, there'd be all kinds of people in the kitchen, and then the guests would just be sitting there, well, you know, well, good, good thank you. Look, look at that crowd in the kitchen. Well, that's kind of, you know, that's wild, all right? Uh, but look, if, if, that's your, if, if, if serving in that way is how God made you, then get in there, work, and I find joy in that. And I guarantee you, you know, God knows how to spread the, the butter, right? He knows how to put it all together. He knows how uh, he knows how to put people in the right places, and, and um, it's great. Uh, and uh, you know, some, sometimes people who are, are serving away, they look at people who are just more the talking, the talkers, and they're like, "Oh man, they're not, they're, they're good for nothings." Well, not necessarily. There is a lot in the scriptures about the importance of words and people communicating and relationships, right? And if we're just always doing and then we get, you know, uh, we get irritated because others aren't doing the same thing as we are, then maybe there's other important things that are going on. But if everybody's always yapping and no one's ever working, well, that's a little bit of an issue as well. But God knows all that. Like the head has it all figured out. The body parts just follow the will of the head. Uh, and that's the, uh, the imagery that's give, being given to us here. And uh, it's very clear. And so um, it talks about those honorable, less honorable, you know, they may not be noticeable. Uh, uh, verse 23, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. When we think of it, you know, they may, may not be able to see those vital organs, but they're vital in our un- uncomely parts, have more uh, abundant comeliness. And for our uh, commonly parts have no need but God hath tempered the body together having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked and there, that there be no this is an important phrase that there be no what schism in the body that there be no schism in the body if there's a part of the body that's working against the rest of the body think of the human body sometimes that happens in blood cells talk about Less honorable parts of the body, you know, you don't even think of. You know, sometimes you get a uh, you get the white blood cells are attacking the red blood cells, right? That's a problem. When when you have part of your body, it you know, cancer cells start attacking other cells. So what do you have there? You have a schism within the body. You have part of the body actually attacking itself. And and, and that becomes a big problem. That's really bad for the body, and it becomes very really, you know, like part of that very body is becoming counterproductive, right? Instead of being productive under, under the head. So un, look, under the, if, we're un, if we're truly under the headship of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ will never produce schisms within the body. Do you agree with that? All right. It's when somewhere, so, something is not under the headship of Jesus Christ, and that is what brings about the schisms. And that, that's what, what the encouragement here is that just... Keep the right perspective about your value in the body of Christ, the way that he made you, because there's not supposed to be schisms in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. That they should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. And uh, I mean, look, when you stub your big toe, your whole body reacts to that. At least mine does. And uh, my wife, you know, tells me I'm a little bit of a drama queen when it comes to injuries. Uh, probably, I, probably I am, but, uh, you know, it, it hurts. And I'm just a very expressive person, I guess. Um, I know I could never give birth to a child and all that. So, I mean, I've heard all those things before. And, and, uh, but, you know, look, the, the thing of it is, is when, when part of our body is going through something, the rest of the, us feel it, Right? We feel it because um, we're with them in that. We're together uh, in that, and uh, and so um, it says, whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Rejoice with those that rejoice. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. You're all unique. You all have a um, a particular. Uh, unique set of gifts that only you has in that exact combination. Nobody else is exactly like you in the combination of ways that, that God put you together. With your personality, with the things that that, uh, that you have um, to offer. God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily, and he talks here about manifestations of the gift. These aren't the motivational gifts to uh, primarily, they're listed here, but just examples of manifestations of the gifts, apostles, uh, prophets, uh, teachers, In this time before the completed word of God, in a particular way, there was miracles, there was gift of healings, there was helps, there was governments, diversity of tongues. But not everybody is an apostle, not everybody is a prophet, not everybody is a teacher. right? God uses people in all kinds of, of different ways. Um, covet earnestly the best gifts. It's great to, look, it's great to want to do as much as you can, yet I show unto you a more excellent way. And remember, the, the, chapter, uh, the chapter headings and, and divisions in the Bible are not inspired. Like you have a chapter 13 coming right now. But that is just placed there you know, by human beings for ease of being able to find your way around the Bible. It's so we can have sword drills in Sunday school, basically. All right? um, other than that, look, it's still a flow of thought here. And so the more excellent way of thinking about this, yes, you desire to, to, you know, to, to have the wherewithal, to get things done, and that's a good thing. But let's, let's look at this in... The, the best way by God's definition that you could look at it and so let's continue it says though I speak with the tongues of men and angels look you've got all the languages you know every language you even know the. the, the some say the, lang- the, the angels have their own language you know that language too and have not charity or a love that gives agape love then I become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal And so God is saying, look, you you may be the most gifted person in uh, in the realm of communication on the face of the planet, but if it's not for the motive of the edification of the body, if it's not for the well-being of the body, if it's not out of love for Christ and wanting to be unified to do His work in the body, in a sacrificial kind of love that gives, then it's just a bunch of noise to God. It's just a bunch of noise, right? And uh, and it says here: uh, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, I have insight. I can interpret the scriptures. I understand deep things. And though I have all faith that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, the Bible. Now this sounds like a lot to me, but the Bible says if if that, if that isn't within the realm. Of, of, you know, the motive of love and being governed by love, then the Bible says, I am nothing. I am nothing. If, if nothing else, we are a very consistent church. We have cell phones in the morning and the evening, and it it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay, Karen. She's <laughs> probably embarrassed now. Uh, was that you this morning on Gloria? If I'm going to embarrass her, I'm going to embarrass you too. Was that you? I heard, I heard a little rumor. It was funny. I thought I thought it was funny. Now you're not going to admit to it. <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, you know, yeah. You can either get bent out of shape out of uh, of all the noises, or you can just enjoy them. You know, they're all so, like everybody has their own unique ringtone. And um, who was it? They told the story at a, at, the, at the funeral where one day um, there was a dog howling, right? And and Randy had his phone up. It was like a real dog, wasn't it? And he was recording the dog howling. And it was like, Randy, what are you doing? He said, I'm getting my next ringtone. So he was, uh, he was recording the noise of the dog howling uh, for, the, for the ringtone. All right. Well, so it says here that uh, it's talking about noises, right? Sounding brass, tinkling cy- uh, cymbals. Um, and uh, if I, you know, I'm, I'm tremendously gifted, but I, I don't have love. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, And have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. And uh, so there's all these works going on. And what 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 a tragedy to think about all this activity, all this energy being expended, all these things that are being done. But it's not with love. And God says, I'm showing you a more excellent way. Whatever you are as a part of the body, Make sure that under the headship of Jesus Christ, you're loving him and serving out of love. You're wanting to build. You're wanting to invest. You're wanting to, to be schism free uh, before the Lord. And, uh, and then I, I, say that, I, I say that's good. But if, if you're doing all these things, all this activity, but it's not um, with love, then the Bible says it profiteth nothing. It profiteth me nothing, it says in verse 3. And so you get to this point, it's like, oh, man, I want to make sure. Then. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go through all of this, this you know, expend all this energy, do all this stuff, be a part of the body, and, and for it to be a waste, right? I don't want it to, be, to add up to nothing. So if they're saying that love is the key, then I want to find out what does that look like? What is that actually? What is that? What, how do you define that? Well, I love the Bible because it doesn't just say, okay, you know, do this with love. And you're wondering, uh, what does that mean, really? It it describes it. It goes into detail about it now because it's so important, right? And so you have here um, uh, two things that love is. So right off the bat here, this is a great litmus test right off, all right? How can you know if it's out of love? Love suffereth long and is kind. The only point that is love is willing to put up with a lot, all right? And through it remains kind. It doesn't mean that it says, you know, that everything is is right and and, uh, and, and I agree with everything and, and no matter what, you know, you just smile and say it's great. But it's saying, look, even if you had to put up with a lot, even if you had to put up with a lot, you are kind. You are kind And that right there in the body of Christ will go a long ways towards us fulfilling what it's talking about here, is remaining kind, remaining kind. And how many times have I seen in churches, and you know, because um, I've been around churches all my life, all my life I've been around churches. And there's been time when I haven't been kind. In the body of Christ, and there's many, you know, there's been times when, when other people haven't been either. And at the end of that, you look back and you say, I know in my heart of hearts that I wasn't like Jesus right there. I know that just the basic, I was irritated in my heart and I responded in a way that wasn't kind. I was going through some things that bothered me, right? But charity suffereth long and is kind, and is kind. And, uh, and so um, right off, right off there, that's a lot for us to work with right there, isn't it? To say, okay, you know, as I proceed in the body of Christ, um, whatever it is he has me having, I want to be a contributor. I want to work for the Lord. I want to do my best for him. I want to work with other Christians. I want to be under the headship of Christ. And those are great things. But then when, you know, the challenges come along as we navigate those things, look, just like in your own body as you're doing a job, obstacles come up, challenges come up. You know, once in a while you hit your thumb, right? (laughs) Um, Keeping the right spirit through that. Keeping the right spirit. And uh, it's important for the pastor to do that. It's important for every member of the body to do that. Because Christ always does that. And, uh, and so charity suffereth long and is kind. There's two things that love is. There's eight things that love is not. Eight things, two things that love is: long-suffering and kind. Eight things that love is not. All right. Uh, charity envieth not. Charity envieth not. And, uh, and, and 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 so a lot of times, you know, in, a, in an unloving fashion, we allow envy to come into to the body of Christ. That'll never build anything. You know, a lot of times, I mean, this happens. It happens between families. It happens between parents. You know, it happens between just the the spirit of not being for somebody else. Look, the way we should look at it is anybody who's getting anything done for the Lord and is serving Him in any capacity, we should be for them. We should be for them, and, uh, and, and, and we, should, we should have the spirit of, look, I want to do anything that, th- that I can to help them succeed, and at the same time, if I can contribute in that, I want to do that too, and when God gives me opportunities, then, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Sometimes, uh, to be honest with you, it's been, it's been difficult um, having a large family. You know, there's, there's a whole bunch of us, and God has, has given, you know, us different gifts, and so, like the way I look at it is, if we if we go into a a, a church setting, you know, I want my whole family to exercise their gifts, right? And uh, and, and and sometimes, you know, it's it's kind of I, I don't know, it's a lot, and I have to I have to I have to be at the at the uh, mercy of the grace of people to say. Look, you know, um, there's a lot of them. They probably do a lot of things. But I want them to be involved. They're part of my family. That's why, you know, I look at it as we can be as much of a blessing as possible by all of us exercising our gifts. And so what if, if their last name is Philbrook? That's neither here nor there. They're part of the body. You know, and, and, and you, got, you have other families here. And I'm, I'm just as happy, man. Look, I'm just as happy when... Um, I don't want to name names here necessarily, uh, but look, anybody, other, other last name with kids, they're playing the piano, they're singing, they're helping in the kitchen, they're, they're doing something else, I'm all for it, 100%. Am I happy that my boys are serving the Lord? Yeah. What parent wouldn't be that loves the Lord, right? Am I happy that your kids are loving the Lord? 100%. Yes. Yes. And I am for them as long as the, as the day runs. I'm going to be for them. Because it's all for the same body. It's all for the same body. Look, the more each body part is healthy and stays loving and committed to the Lord, the more we all benefit and the more we all gain blessing together. It's fruit to all of our account. You see? And so there's no, there's no envy. There's no envy in love. Um, and uh, it says, it envieth not, it vaunteth not not itself. It vaunteth not itself. It's not envious. It's not, it's not proud. The, the term there means parade itself. Love does not parade itself. Now, lo- you know, uh, some uh, body, uh, part, members of the body might be in the limelight more than others, but they're not parading themselves. Honestly, if I get the sense that someone's parading themselves, I, I'm more hesitant about giving them the limelight because to me, that, 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 that's hindering the body because it's not, it goes against what love is, right? But if I sense that someone just out of a humble heart of the Lord just wants to use their gifts, let's go for it, man. That's great. Uh, praise the Lord, right? Vaunteth not itself, um, is not puffed up, uh, kind of similar there, uh, proud, arrogant, just an arrogant uh, spirit. And uh, is not, uh, doth not behave itself unseemly, is not rude, seeketh not her own. I read a couple of, of takes on this and one I hadn't thought of before, but uh, seeketh not her own. Um, I kind of always thought it had the idea of, uh, you know, it doesn't always look for what's our benefit, you know, and, and, and does, doesn't, isn't self-centered. Um, others uh, seem to think that this had the idea of being cliquish, and so you just always look like, you always look for the ones that you're just comfortable, about, comfortable with in your own group, and you don't give room to others. Um, look, I, I don't know if that's for sure what this is saying, but I do, I do agree that a church should not be cliquish. We're going to have some friends that are closer to us than others, but we shouldn't be so exclusive within our own comfort zone that we cease to, to minister and to reach out as a group. And that people that come into our midst feel like, you know, they're excluded because, man, it takes a long time to break into <laughs> to that place. Somebody was telling me that they, they, they went to this church. They loved the preaching and they loved a lot of things about it. But, uh, you know, people acted like they weren't even there. And they thought, well, you know, we're going go to go a, to a small group. that had small group Bible studies. So they went to this small group Bible study and the small group Bible study. It was like, it's like they, they weren't even there. They said it was really strange. Everybody knew each other, whatever, and they just sat there, and then they left. <laughs> That's a hard church to stick around, you know, when you have a bunch of people who just seek their own. Uh, Clickishness is really a, it's a form of self-centeredness, is what it is, and, and uh, of insecurity. But, um, and so love, uh, there's eight things it does not do. It's not envious, proud, arrogant, rude, um, selfish. And uh, it's not easily provoked. It's not touchy. It's not easily provoked. Reactionary, right? And, uh, and, and thinketh no evil. Does not choose to think the worst about a, about a situation. Um, doesn't jump to conclusions. Love does not jump to conclusions. Especially if we think about the fact, you know, we're pretty, Christianity and those that are committed to a local church, we're a pretty small group already, And so I'm looking, these are my people, you know, like not my people, but as far as like a group together, these are our people, right? These are the people that that we're with. These are fellow Christians. And so I want to give, you know, I'm for them and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt as much as I can. I'm not going to look for the worst slant on somebody all the time. We can all do that. If If I get you in mind and I look to build a case against you, I'll be able to do it. You know why? Because you're a human being and you do things that are a little off kilter sometimes. And if that's, my, if that's my goal, to just scrutinize you and to build a case against you, I'll succeed. And you can do that with any, any part of the body. But if your goal is to say, OK, let's work together for as much as we can, let's believe the best about somebody, um, not put the worst slant on things. If there is something that we need to, to, to address somebody, you take care of it, right? Sometimes you've got to fix something. <laughs> sometimes it needs to be addressed. Sometimes, sometimes there's things that need to be taken care of. But look, we do that with our body because we care. We, we want to continue to be productive, right? Not because we're trying to you know, to amputate a certain body part, right? Um, and uh, that's the spirit we get sometimes, right? Um, and uh, and so um, that's love. And uh, there's more to it there, but we'll we'll uh, we'll look at it tonight. That's that's probably enough. Just if we start that one, that one, uh, the two things that love is: suffereth long and is kind. Probably give us some things to work on right there <laughs> this week. Uh, speaking to myself first. So, all right, Lord, thank you. For